When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We working? I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> this thing is broken. Uh, you can hear me. Hour number two, Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Check my, check my, check my gear, my man. Check, I, I got nothing going on in here. I mean, you're on the air. Yeah, it's going. This is weird. So my volume is where it always is. At least on the uh, the mega speakers here, and yes, the modulation on our. I've got device. I've got nothing in my ears. I, I well, so forgive me, guys. I I can't hear myself at all. So we'll we'll just do this number and we'll go on with the show. It'll be all right. I don't know what there it is. Now it's working. It's working. Did you just click it and click it off again? <laughs> I, I took the fader and I gave it a little jiggle. That's weird. Now it's loud. Great radio, Jeff. There you go. Now it's really loud. All right, here we go. Let's let's carry still on. Gonna, I move the fader again we, and bring it down. We're for good. You. We're good. It's, right. it's happening. It's happening. All three teams in the state of Florida made the playoffs, buddy. How about that? I, I was trying to think about. It's probably happened more recent than I realized, but it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like it. No, I know. In fact, the uh, the, the last exact time number. it happened. Yeah, when? Nineteen ninety nine. Wow. We got to go back to Prince. That is crazy. Well. Good on you, Dolphins, Jags, and Bucks. I think it's hilarious that the Bucks are rolling into the playoffs, just double middle finger and everybody. Back to back, back to back conference champion, division champs, guys. Suck it. Yeah, honestly, uh, when I saw the starters, I thought, oh, lovey, never change. And um, once they came out and Atlanta made the rally, honestly, walking around from country to country, enjoying their finest beverages, perhaps a espresso martini. I said to Jamie, <laughs> I hope we finish eight and nine. It's better this way. It feels better. Oh this way. yeah! If you're gonna be bad, be bad and get in sub 500, and then it would be hilarious to watch them uh, beat Dallas again. You Dallas fans are sitting there thinking this is not good. This is a nightmare. Their quarterback is suffering a crisis of confidence. They can't run the ball anymore, and now you're getting going against a team that, when they decide to stop the run, does if they bother to effort. How did you feel about Monday Night Football, though? That it was slated for the Monday night wild card game. I didn't. I. I it didn't bother me. I just. I, I laughed mm. that we're in the playoffs, and I didn't think anything of it. Really, I was greedy because I'm assuming Jensen is going to somehow make it on that football field, and that offensive line becomes something different, and we're going to go make a run. We're going to make a run at this thing. I have not posited such a delusion. It's not a delusion in the NFC. If we were in the AFC, it would be a delusion. Yeah. The NFC is open for business. I would tell you, yeah, listen, I, do I think Philadelphia is strong? No. The rest of the teams that are in Seattle, no. I mean, you can go through a lot of these. Just San Francisco, quarterback issues. Yeah. They've got a lot of good pieces, but quarterback issues, Minnesota, defensive issues. And there it is. Yeah, and Minnes- you're playing Dallas. Minnesota feels like they're just flat out not good. And they're playing the Giants. Two, 
feels like a battle of nine and eights, even though Minnesota's got an excellent record this yeah, year. Yeah, it feels like the NFC is wide open. And uh, you're right. I guess it, it would really anger people. If, if the Bucks go on a run, I would smile ear to ear. Well, you know, we've seen this is not unprecedented. We've seen this before. I mean, the New Orleans-Seattle game is famous for this. And you know, Seattle had no business and, you know, all that happened. But um, you're right. If you're healthy and you can stop the run, it's not like right now Dak's playing well throwing the football. He's wildly inconsistent, turning the football over. We'll see. One of the biggest blowouts, and I use that in quotations, of the year for the Bucks was week one against the Cowboys. Gave up three points. Yo, well, yeah, what was the final of that game, though? Like 19-3. Was a weird, Couldn't score in the red zone. Little did weird, we know. Yeah. We didn't know where There's no Jensen then either. Look out. <laughs> I just feel like you, you don't want to play the team that is uh, under 500. You, you can't win for losing. You, you win the game. And people will go, well, uh, yeah, you beat the Bucs. They were 8-9. and nine. You better beat the Bucs. You lose to the Bucs. You're the laughing stock of football. Even though you know that it's not as if the Bucs don't have some really good personnel. And you happen to be the Dallas Cowboys who will command extra conversation no matter what happens? Yeah. yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. In the AFC, we would be doomed because the Bucs are not beating the Chiefs, the Bills, or the Bengals. They're not beating any of those teams. Correct. Uh, and I, you know, if, if, if you had to pit them against other AFC teams, they could beat the Dolphins. Yes. They could beat the Ravens. Yes. As currently constructed, they could beat the Chargers, of course, cause they're poorly mm -hmm. coached. Yep. Um, I don't think they'd beat the Jags could, by the way, uh, Trevor he, was kind of scared on. Well, Saturday. he wasn't kind of scared. He was terrible. Yeah. He was terrible. Now he hasn't been terrible prior to that game. He's been a good reason for them to win games, but there, that was, mm, that was dicey. And he's fortunate they get a strip sack, kind of. And that's a scoop and score, and there you, you go. You didn't think it was? Uh, debatable. But, yeah. I thought it was less debatable than the Aaron Rodgers fumble. I wasn't, it wasn't ruled a fumble. Yeah, I wasn't. I mean, I, listen, I wouldn't have overturned it or anything. I, it wasn't that obvious. But I just, okay, you got very lucky. Because they were going to straight up lose that game, and that would have been disastrous. To Josh Dobbs. Well, and just moreover, my man just steady missing wide open receivers. Yeah. What are we doing here? And you're rooting for Dobbs in that game. I'm not like Tennessee is just one of those ugh, teams to me. Always has been. Even going back to Eddie George. But I'm indifferent about Tennessee. But Dobbs by the end of the game was like Rocky Four. I'm like, my man is taking a beating. Yeah. And he is hanging in there. You could see it. You know, he's he's lining up, he's getting ready to go through the cadence, and the look in his eyes is just, my God, I don't know how I'm standing right now. And it wasn't his fault. In the end, it wasn't. Strip sack is not on you necessarily. No. You, know, you got to box somebody, but uh, yeah, that, that was a uh, it was it was fascinating to to watch play out, and I think the playoffs are going to be riveting. Uh, the NFC is going to wide open as you're as you're talking about. It. I mean, you're going to watch all these games just because there's no certainty. You're not saying, oh, well, this is a this is a foregone conclusion. I I wonder, and I'm I'm worried that there's not going to be a lot of entertaining football. I think there's going to be a lot of close football this weekend, but I don't know about entertaining. You think it's going to be poor play? Yeah. I mean, Cincinnati, Baltimore, no. Bucks, Dallas might be a race to 17. You could see Vikings and Giants being ugly. They just played a couple weeks ago, but and it was a, a fun game. That was the 60-yard kick, but that could be a rough one. L.A. and Jags on Saturday night, I don't know, man. That could be a race to 21 because Staley refuses to score. You could see. I hope, it's, I hope that's not the case, but I could just... See wild card weekend being a little bit of a yeah. So mm. we've got 
Seattle at San Francisco. That doesn't feel like it'll be a good game. You're right. I do think Chargers-Jags should be fun. I'm going to pick the Jags in that game, by the way. They shouldn't based on talent, but again, you got a, you got a poor coach out there in Los Angeles. Uh, Dolphins at Buffalo, that's going to be a cakewalk for the for the uh, Buffalo Bills. I mean, yeah. I feel like that game, they could they could beat Miami senseless. That could be an ugly Who's game. Who's the quarterback? Is yeah, it going to be Skyler again? Uh, it, I don't think it's going to matter. The, the, I think Miami's going to get blown the hell out is what's going to happen there. Give Tyreek Hill the ball. And then, yeah, you're right. It could be a weird week. But from there, I, I have a feeling Dallas and Tampa Bay is going to be a good game. Well, the thing is, you know, they can't schedule us on Saturday the following week. If the Bucks win, whoever wins that game is playing on Sunday the following week. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, I, I, it's funny, I want to pull the trigger. We're going to see how... Can you imagine the? It started today, I'm sure, and I don't watch the the, the daytime talk shows because they're unbelievably annoying, and we're in here. But uh, the debate. I saw Bayless had a great week last week. Uh, did he say something stupid again? Oh, of course. Well, well, the Demar Hamlin thing. I didn't even see what he said, but I don't pay attention to him. But what what I was going to say was that uh, basically, I can only imagine that every ounce of energy spent covering the NFL playoffs is going to be on the Dallas Cowboys until they're out. And so you can't imagine. I mean, I you know, a lot of guys are perfectly capable of not paying attention to that stuff and not feeling the weight that comes along with expectation. But a lot of guys aren't. And nobody feels that effect, the Dallas effect, uh, more, I think, than Dak. And I got to I mean, he, the weight of the world has to be on that guy's shoulders. McCarthy doesn't respond to this very well either because it made its way to the surface in Green Bay. Even though he had, you know, engineered, helped engineer a Super Bowl by the end of his tenure, Green Bay doesn't typically have, and I, I know I'm saying that with Aaron Rodgers, it took Aaron Rodgers for them to be that type of storyline consistently with drama. Like with Brett Favre, it was interceptions and touchdowns, entertainment. But they didn't have that kind of, uh, remember T.O. and McNabb with the mm -hmm. Eagles, mm -hmm. the Cowboys always. Yeah. The 49ers have had their run. The Hell, the Bucks this year have had their fair share of drama. Mm. Yeah, Green Bay doesn't typically, but Mike McCarthy was known far and wide as this dude is blowing it. This guy's killing you. And here he has another chance to be that same McCarthy a week from tonight. Weird, though, because you look at that Green Bay team and you would have thought that, that with, with McCarthy's exodus, it would have moved on, and, and they are drama-filled on the regular. And again last night, what are you doing as a veteran player pushing a trainer? What are you doing? I, I, that would make you as a teammate want to fight your team, your well, teammate. And how about the week he chose to do it? What I'm In just, which trainers yeah, are well, lauded around the world yes. as doing their job and saving somebody's life. Yeah. Medical uh, personnel just, and trainers. But it's just, it's like the, the that kind of thing happens seemingly every other week in Green Bay where you're asking questions about focus, personnel, whether or not they're all pulling in the same direction. Should we have gone for it on fourth right. down? All that stuff continues, <laughs> and Aaron is forever, um, you know, he stirs the pot too, and he was ridiculous again coming off. I mean, so it's, I would I'd be frustrated as a Green Bay fan, and they, all those players on defense that they have, they should be winning more games. So one thing I took the time to read yesterday, because I knew it was going to read like this. Adam Schefter put out a story about the future of Sean McVay in, in Los Angeles. Like, it's this huge story. And clearly, he is doing the thing that Chris Broussard did for Dwight Howard back in the day. Yeah. Where they're, they're just taking their texts and making yeah, them a Yeah, just making them a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it said something to the effect of, he's so drained 
that McVay is so drained he doesn't know if he has it in him to be the coach next year, considering all that's happened to him in the last 12 months. And this is a news story on ESPN yeah, yeah, talking true. about McVay. So, so he's going to be on television is what's going to happen. Yeah, he's going to take the job. Uh, if he's smart, he'll take the job that uh, what's-his-face vacates. Oh, Sean Payton? Yeah. yeah. Take the job Sean Payton vacates. Go do that for two years. Get the itch again to come back. It'll be some story that he forwards right. again about with how he got his life ready prior. to win. Of course. You, you don't want to be stuck in L.A. right now with that salary cap situation and no draft picks and an aging roster after a terrible season and guys going through the motion. Good luck with that. They're not going to win anytime soon. But that's why they anted up, won a Super Bowl, and that's kind of the price you pay. It's tough. Unless you're a young team. Like, see, it, it couldn't have worked out any better than the way it worked out for Andy Reid in Kansas City. And he gets a lot of credit for that, and you know, obviously. But when you have a preternaturally gifted and, and hardworking superstar at quarterback that is just getting going, like, you you know, at the time that they won the Super Bowl, you're, he's entering into this other realm. They pay him a gazillion dollars, but there's money left over. They retain most of that roster that wins the Super Bowl. They're able to sustain excellence year over it. That is a perfect situation to be in. So here's the graph real quick. It'll make you nauseated because everybody's got stuff in their life. And, and I'm not insensitive to the fact that everybody's got stuff going on in their life. But this is Adam Schefter writing about Sean McVay. McVay's gone back and forth on the decision and needs the time to get away to process all that has transpired over the past year. Winning a Super Bowl, being courted to work in television, getting married, watching his wife's home country of Ukraine invaded, losing his grandfather, and then coaching a team that has fallen short of expectations. That is a paragraph by Schefter in a news story talking about his future. Yeah, well, it's, yes, obviously. What a horrible, horrible existence, McVeigh. Yeah. Having lost four grandparents, I got to tell you, I don't know. I'll, I don't know. How do you do it? I'll give him the... Uh... I'll, I'll give him, I suppose, the stressor of his wife's angst given her home country situation. But he did he posit that? He's like, listen. that's I mean, clearly he told him. Uh, listen, Adam, between winning the Super Bowl and getting married. Think about that list. That's the part. My winning favorite, the Super Bowl leads it. It leads the list. My, my favorite part of that is like all of these incredible wins, the things that everybody would dream of, Lauded as the most innovative and best coach in the game, winning a Super Bowl, making millions of dollars, getting married, presumably to somebody you really love and are excited to be with for the rest of your life. These life events that people strive towards, and then you're going to turn around and say to your employer, it's just too much. <laughs> all of these successes, all of this money and fame and good fortune, I can't, guys. I just... Think about that sentence. I'm going to have to leave. I can't deal with all of the great things that are happening in my life on a daily basis. I mean, he texted Schefter bullet points of and all then, that he's gone through in the last and year. And then, Adam, you know what? I wasn't expecting this either, just so you know. I was blindsided by this. But uh, if that wasn't enough, winning a Super Bowl, becoming rich beyond my wildest dreams, getting married vacationing in Maldives. Uh, you know, you know uh, TV wants me really bad, too. That's you know, very stressful. It's, I mean, I very constantly stressful. hear the voice of my agent. He's calling every day with more offers, 
more millions of dollars being thrown my way for these other vocations. I mean, it's just, I don't, it's so much. But then my wife bought me a yacht. And I mean, Jesus, there's only so much a man can take. It's like the obnoxious truck commercial that they roll out every Christmas with those two people in the mountains and their truck comes around the corner. They're like, oh, I'm so rich. I bought you a truck too. And you got me the same truck. Aren't we cute? He's the guy who texts back when Adam says, unbelievable. I mean, just so sad what's happened to DeMar Hamlin. And McVay's like, I've had a tough year too, man. Unbelievable. I feel for DeMar because I've had a tough go. My grandfather just passed. Yeah. You know, I understand what he's going My through. My 98-year-old grandfather just passed away. And, you know, I was reminded when DeMar laid there lifeless. Just how tough a year it's been for us all. What the? What? Adam, I need you to write, I need time to decompress. <laughs> It has nothing to do with ratcheting up offers from television and having them bid against each other at all. Adam. It, would, it might look like that from afar. Uh, I'm playing one against the other to make more money or that I don't want to be part of a rebuild because obviously we have no picks and our guys are old and not. I don't have a quarterback. Can you slip Ukraine in there, please, Adam? And don't think for a second I don't lay at night thinking about the foreign fine people of the Ukraine. Once sovereign nation being invaded. I mean, my wife and I, we talk about this all the time. I help, When do I coach football? When do I have time? I'll have enough bandwidth for television, though. Now that I think about it, it's probably good that she bought me the yacht because I need some time away. It's Jeff Cambridge on 93.3 Real Talk Radio or Chad TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Jeff Cameron, 293, Real Talk Radio, Warchat TV. Great to be with you. Good Monday to you all. By the way, I should mention my friends at T-Spark Roofing and Construction. They do things the right way, the safe way. They've got employees. They undergo routine safety training every Monday. So today's Monday. They've had some training today. I'm sure they get up thrilled to go through the training every Monday, but that's the way it's going to be, baby. That's, that's how it has to work. Also, they do metal roofs. If you didn't know that, long-lasting, durable, you're in luck. Make it happen. T-Spark Enterprises Roofing and Construction, best in town, period. Call today at 766-1340. Get a free quote today at tsparkconstruction.com. Our audio is wreaking havoc this afternoon. Don't know what is happening with that and why. Uh, hang in there. As Tom noted earlier, uh, if you're having trouble with this, um, then you'll be able to listen to the podcast later today, and it will be crystal clear. I apologize. Uh, we, we've had a lot of different things happen over the last three weeks in the studio in terms of a new board, new sound stuff, and we're trying to get the uh, the gremlins out of there, man. You think you got it fixed? Perhaps. I'm not I'm not quite sure. Are you taking the 13? You asked about it. 
Um, I am tempted to take the 13. It's just been that kind of a year for college football. It's been that kind of a playoff, which goes against the trend. Playoff is the first weekend or the first was incredible. set of games are usually blowouts. Yeah. Awful football. Mm-hmm. And those were great. So why would I believe that Georgia, who's played down to some competition earlier this year, is magically going to be somebody who blows out a group in TCU that has proven to be game? Yeah, they're game. I, the the, the pr- problem you have, obviously, this is the final game. There's no more next week, so they're going to be hyper-focused. This is it, right? If they're ever going to be locked in and ready to go. Should have been for Ohio State. Do you think that they were reading the plas- no, press clippings themselves? No, but I believe Ohio State was armed to do something about it. Um, they turned that into score fest. That that was an elite offense for most of the year. Now their defense wasn't good, and it showed once again, meaning Ohio State's defense. But I, I mean, they have NFL players all over the place. The other argument you could make if you're trying to piece together transitive to make the yeah, bet tonight yeah. is that Kansas State started out and it was cute when they played Alabama, and then when Alabama flipped the switch in the Sugar Bowl, peace out. That was a scary proposition for SEC versus Big Twelve relative strength. That yeah, could be yeah. a point that you look at for just if you're trying to compare apples to apples yeah. and you realize that they aren't apples at all. I, you really think about what we're talking about here, I, and we're, we'll talk to Ira here in a second, but think about what we what we anticipated coming into the season. Obviously, everybody knew Georgia, despite having half their roster drafted in the NFL, you knew they were loaded because of the consistency in recruiting rankings and what they've done and talent acquisition. Nobody would have recognized TCU as an elite team. You would have said that TCU could be a decent team. Maybe scare some folks in the Big 12. But the thought of them playing for a national championship was on nobody's mind. And again, I will reiterate what I said last hour. I think that's very good for college football. This kind of thing doesn't happen in college football. It is a sport that has forever been dominated by the Blue Bloods of the game. Now, every now and again, somebody emerges as a future Blue Blood. Florida State had to kick down the door and become one of those kinds of programs. And we sometimes watch that develop. But, again, it's typically not Cinderella-laden. You don't get that in college football. Because bigger, stronger, faster is why. The teams that accrue that kind of talent tend to do so over year over year, and TCU hasn't been one of those. So to see them here is pretty surprising, and I think good for the game, very good for the game. Ira Chaffel, Warchant.com, my man, joins us every Monday, does so now. Hello, good sir, how are you? I'm great, Jeff, how are you? I'm well, buddy, I am well. I'm excited about tonight's game, I just hope it's a good one. Are you picking uh, Georgia to win comfortably, or do you think it's going to be a good game? I'd like it to be a good game, and I like TCU's quarterback uh, a lot. Yeah, he's I tough. Think, I, I think Georgia. I think last week was the worst thing that could happen for TCU because mm. I think Georgia's going to have uh, their full attention, and uh, I have a feeling it's going to be a pretty dominant performance. All right, so Florida State gets the good news since we last talked. Jared Verse is coming back. It seems that um, every minute of every day is filled with good news for Florida State, even when we hear rumors that people are trying to poach players off their roster, in-state rivals and the like. Florida State gets a yes. No, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Uh, what'd you make of the Verse decision? And obviously, are you in the camp now that says this is a national championship contending team, or are we just going to pump the brakes a little bit here and say, let's look at them as an ACC championship team, and then we'll discuss the larger picture later. Man, there is a lot there, Jeff. Uh, Come on, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on the one hand, look, I'm a, you know, it's, this is a year, it's, it's kind of, I'm not going to say 
it's do or die, but they are putting all their chips on the table for this year. Um, this isn't, I think I heard you and Tom talking about it last hour. Yeah. Um, this isn't a case where, uh, you know, it's going to be a continue to be a build in process. I mean, they see the door open next year. I think there's a, that's a big part of the reason all these guys decided to come back. Jordan Travis knows he only has one more year. Uh, you know, all these other guys are trying to make it one big year. So I, to think that Florida State's going to be better two years from now than next year is probably not likely, even in this transfer portal world. Um, so I think, I think Florida State's all in, and, and the goal is to win the ACC, and I think that's definitely the goal. But, but if you do that, that should put you in contention for the playoff. And if you get to the playoff, then, yeah, man, you're, you're trying to win it all. So uh, I don't think it's outrageous for Florida State to be considered a contender to win it all. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know that you're, you're uh, put, printing out uh, tickets for, for, for the championship game just yet, but but, but certainly, I think Florida State's going to be in that conversation. It feels weird, though, doesn't it, Ira? It just feels weird, despite all the abundance of good news. It's like there's a voice inside your head that kind of says, well, let's slow down here. It, it's, it's not normal to watch a team go from 5-7 and seven and then finally have a winning season for the first time in a number of years to we're going for a national championship. It does, That doesn't usually play out that way. No, and I mean, you do want to try to be somewhat cautious uh, because, like you said, when you say it, it, it it's hard to say. Um, but, but at the same time, when you look at the landscape of the sport, so much of the challenge now for all teams all across the country is going to be player retention. Uh, you know, shoot, 30 years ago, the question, you know, you didn't have players left early for the NFL. Then you had to deal with that. Now you have to deal with not only players leaving for early for the NFL, but players possibly going to other teams mm-hmm. and derailing your season. So Florida State is seem to have navigate that pretty well going back to you know you asked about jared verse and and there's a there's a bunch of other guys on this team that they weren't 100 percent sure that we're going to come back but they are and so when you look at other teams that are probably going to have some issues retaining their roster and and players going to the nfl and all that and it's so hard to sustain i think excellence at this in this day and age if you're not alabama or georgia or maybe one or two other teams that yeah that that if you have a team that's a very good college football team, which I think Florida State was this year, and you bring just about everybody back, and, and you know, again, you go down the list, you bring back probably the best quarterback in the ACC, arguably the best quarterback in the ACC, probably probably the best running back in the ACC, probably the best pass rusher in the ACC, maybe one of the best defensive linemen in the ACC, and, and, and maybe two of the best defensive tackles in the ACC. So you go down that list, and it's like, okay, well, well if not Florida State, who then? So yeah, man, it's it's uh, it's it's amazingly how quickly it's it's happened. But I think the best thing is, the Florida State fans should you know support whoever they want to support that they think made this happen. Whether it's buying season tickets, whether it's being a part of Seminole Boosters, whether it's joining Battles End or Rising Spear or any of these different collectives, because clearly there's been a joint, uh, I guess, reckoning that this door is open for Florida State in 2023, and they're pretty intent on trying to crash through it. It's a good point. It's a good point. I told everybody to recognize the stage that Florida State finds themselves in and enjoy it while it lasts because we do know changes will come as expectations are ratcheted up. Things begin to change when you have to meet heightened expectations. Over the weekend, Leonard Hamilton win number 600, really 622, and also career win 400 at FSU, which is really win 422 at FSU. Um, Talk about what that means in your mind. Obviously, we both Love and respect Leonard Hamilton, the man, but he's been a damn fine coach. When you consider, and I'll put this out there for people, I know you know this, Ira, Leonard Hamilton 
is is one of only five coaches with at least 400 wins at an ACC school. The others are Mike Shashevsky, Dean Smith, Roy Williams, and Gary Williams. Uh, pretty amazing list. <laughs> That's a pretty good group. I want my name with that group. I mean, think about uh, that. Yeah, it's Leonard Hamilton, Mike Shashevsky, Dean Smith, Roy Williams, Gary Williams. That's incredible. Well, you think about his career, where it was in 2002 when Florida State hired him. Dave Hart was the athletic director at the time. They bring him in. My man, Dave Hart. He was a very well-known commodity at that point. He had had success at Miami, which is a program that, I mean, growing up down there, and you're well aware. Yeah. I mean, it was it was it was about to be. They were going to pull the plug on that UM basketball, Mm -hmm. and then they kind of brought it back. And Leonard Hamilton obviously had a tremendous run there. Some of the things he did there. If you go back, if people don't, if people aren't our age, if people are younger than thirty or thirty-five, and they go back and go back and look and see what Leonard Hamilton did, I don't know if you can appreciate what he did in the Big East. Miami had a year where they didn't lose on the road in the Big East. Yeah, they, I mean, they they were unbelievable. They were so good uh, for a program that was terrible. So he had that run, and then he gets hired in the NBA. It doesn't go well there. Dysfunctional system with the Wizards, but then he kind of gets his second chapter at Florida State, and it's the best thing he's probably ever done in his career. And so it's it's really remarkable and and I think Corey wrote about it in his column. He did. A good yeah. point that you know it's not just the wins, it's it's the way he's what he's done for these young men, what he's done for these families. It's uh, it's been fun to watch, man. I you know at some point we all know it's going to come to an end. We hope it ends with more wins than what we saw in the first half of the season, and I think it might. Um but but really more than anything it's just been fun to and I'm not trying to say that this year would be even be the end, but I'm just saying this, these next few years, however many it is, it's just uh, it's been cool to watch the, the 20 years to get to this point. Well, and as it pertains to this year, the season's going to get a little bit more interesting because Boba Miller's suspension is over, and that's a huge roster addition. You and I both know what, you know, I mean, this is a guy that will probably be Florida State's best player or one of the two best players on the team um, just because of the matchup nightmare that he establishes. And, you know, we only saw him in that exhibition game against Newberry College. Uh, he was very impressive just physically, the way he moves, and, and he can he can switch and guard and he can shoot. He can do a lot of different things. Um, you know, that is, a, that is a matchup problem for opposing teams. And, you know, that could ensure, Ira, that the Knowles finish, I don't know, with a winning record in, in what is certainly a less than formidable ACC um, and he makes his debut this Wednesday against Wake. This should be fun. There's no doubt, man. And and you know, and I, I toned down Corey's column a little bit. I you know when I was giving giving it a read because he he had in there basically that you know, look, this team's not going to make the tournament. This team's not going to. I think he said they're not going to finish with a winning record. And I, he's talking about overall. Yeah. Um. And it, you know, but they're six games under five hundred right now. It's not like this is an unbelievable ACC. No, uh, I don't think it's out of the realm that they get back. That they finish the season. They finish with a, a above five hundred record overall. I think there's a good chance they will be. There's a pretty solid chance they'll be over five hundred in the ACC. And I don't know, man. I don't. I'm not going to predict that they're going to make a run in the tournament. But I wouldn't rule it out because they are playing so much better. And this is not a great ACC. And if one or two really good teams get knocked out, you don't know what could happen in the tournament. So. I, I just, uh, you know, look, I, I think it's – I'm just glad that they're competing. I'm glad Matthew Cleveland has become what he's become, which we all thought he could become. Uh, and then you you got these role players, Darren Green, and other guys kind of stepping up. And then now you get Bob Miller, who might be their best player overall. Certainly, uh, I think, their best pro prospect. And, 
you know, it, it's, it gives you a reason to watch these last 16 games for sure. Yeah, and 23 assists against nine turnovers is a recipe to beat a lot of people. That's what they did against Georgia Tech. That's uh, very, very impressive. And uh, I don't know, they may be they may be fun again. So we'll, we'll have to pay our attention and turn our gaze towards Florida State basketball again. Always appreciate it, brother. Be well. Thanks, Jeff. See you, man. Yep. That's uh, irishfellwarchant.com. Yeah, think about this. Matthew Cleveland just uh, just had his fifth consecutive double-double. And you think about the way his season started. A nightmare. Uh, he looked like a guy who who was doing a couple of things. One, I think he was trying to overcome some sort of ailment. I, I don't know if he was, you know, like a, I don't know, his bad back. So he, he wasn't moving. He, he, he didn't look fluid in his movements. He didn't look athletic. And you think about the end of last year, how athletic he looked, how strong he was. The thing that we knocked, what we knocked about Matthew Cleveland last year was he couldn't shoot a lick. He couldn't shoot. Couldn't make free throws, couldn't shoot, period. It's tough to be a good basketball player when you can't shoot. But he was not, it wasn't because he was lacking athleticism. Maybe it's because television is just knocking on his door and it's just so much stress. <laughs> pulling at his heart. In yeah. his life. He's got Could offers be. all over the place. But he was 9 of 16 in this game, 1 of 2 from 3. Had 12 boards. You know, every night there's a chance you're going to get Darren Green knocking down several threes. He had 18 points in the game, 4 of 11 from 3. Uh, Caleb Mills is what he is. Uh, he's he, whatever. The recipe is there. Ira's descriptor of one magical week in Greensboro holds water. Jared Worley dunking on that kid. Oh, that used to be seen on repeat. That was hilarious. Unkind. That was a, a good homage to Trent Forrest and Jordan Wara. Mm-hmm. I would say that was right. get you some of that. You had a couple of good teams in the conference. Maybe they don't care to be there one afternoon. They're playing in that two o'clock window on a Friday, and they're like, I don't want to be here. They lose, and now. One of the favorites is out, another favorite's out, and here you go. Yeah, yeah. I, it's not absurd. That's the best thing you can say, is it's not crazy to think that they'll be an interesting team down the stretch and a problem matchup for a lot of people. Uh, given the way the season started, that is a revelation in and of itself. What if their resume was strong enough, that they get close enough to 500, and you could say their record from December whatever through the end the, of the yeah, year? Yeah, and the committee's like, well, you know, they didn't have... And the selection committee says, you know what, NCAA proper, screw you. You got it wrong. So this kid being out for 16 games hindered them in such a way with the injuries that it was irreparable damage that they somehow found a way like the Undertaker to come out of the coffin. (laughs) And they are a 12 seed. Florida State's a 12 seed. Different ball club than they were back in November. Yeah, so they tried to burn down the funeral home, but Florida State rose from the ashes. You burnt the funeral home. (laughs) No, it's, it's you know, well, so we were going back to this. We're talking about the NCAA and the absurdity at, all the time, uh, I think, of these things. And, you know, I mentioned that Ham really has 622 wins and 422 at FSU and, and the prestigious group of coaches that he joins in doing that. Uh, if the fools at the NCAA hadn't docked him those 22 wins because of the music appreciation class, which, by the way, was open to all FSU students back in 07-08, Meanwhile, the NCAA let North Carolina, of course, operate an entire bogus academic program for 20-plus years to the benefit of their athletes, a violation that some would say warrants the death penalty, and they didn't even get a slap on the wrist. Just saying, remember that happened. That's a thing. And it's also why nobody takes the NCAA serious. And they're about to come calling on Michigan for football violations, and if you're Michigan, you know, Send back a picture of your genitalia. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not 
yeah, that, here's my return to your email. Whatever. <laughs> is that a Wolverine? What, what, is, what, is, what is this? What, what does this mean? That? Bob, Bob, come in here and look at this. I got an email from Harbaugh. Would you look at that? What do you think of that? That's terrible. How many Bobs work on the main floor of the NCAA? They're all Bob. They're all over the age of 68. Bob, yes, 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 yes. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. It flies by. It flies by, I tell you. Really? <laughs> I'm just beating up the papers. I'm so the papers, glad. The papers. The cans on the uh, head were, were on the hat oh, hey. and not in the... <laughs> we're talking about cans <laughs> oh, in no. here. It's a loose Monday. <laughs> the cans on the head, yeah. Yeah, they were not over the ears. That would have hurt. With the papers. Don't forget about my friends, about my friend Shannon and uh, Chad. They're both excellent at what they do. Legendary home loans. Hometown Hero Loan Program. I've talked to you guys about that a lot. And uh, they make a difference. It's time to uh, buy a new home, perhaps. They're going to waive those lender fees for all the hometown heroes. That's over $1,600 worth of savings there. They'll waive some more money if you choose their preferred title company. Gets up over $2,000 in savings. That's a good thing. Save as much money as you possibly can. If you are active military, a veteran, police officer, firefighter, nurse, or a school teacher, they're looking to help you out. Choose Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Ask about their Hometown Heroes program. Call 844-FSU-LOAN. That's 844-FSU-LOAN. You can always visit them, FSUHomeLoans.com. It's FSUHomeLoans.com. You want to do some tub talk? A little pinch of penny tub talk, buddy? Let's go. Let's do it. It's time for Tub Talk. Brought to you by Pinch of Penny Pools and Spas. Buy yourself the hot tub you've always wanted at the price you've always wanted from Pinch of Penny on Greer Street. Now, it's live to the tub. And I would note that just because Christmas has passed doesn't mean you can't save on your dream hot tub today. You can. Like the one I'm in now. Sit back and relax. You get the hot tub you've always wanted for the price that you've always thought of. I think it should be $7. We agree here at Pinch Penny. All right. Over 12,000 square foot showroom with a gazillion. It's written in the copy. A gazillion hot tubs. It's amazing they can fit that many in. 12,000 square feet, but they do. And installations included with certain models. Pinch Penny pools and spas locally owned. Located on Greer Street off Capitol Circle Northeast. Go check them out and get you a hot tub. I want a hot tub. Maybe I'll go check them out. That'll be the New Year's. Maybe I'll get a hot tub. There you go. Hey, as you get older, things start to hurt more. Oh, loosen them up. Always. No reason. No reason. Just walking around hurting all the time. I tell people about that all the time. I don't feel any different except for physically, like my knees hurt all the time. I played basketball for like an hour yesterday with my son and his buddy, and we're going back and forth playing. We were playing war. We had wars playing 21. It was great. Getting after it. Last night, about 10 o'clock, my knees are killing me. Both of them. Not even the one I had surgery on. Just both of them. I'm going to set the over-under for the summer because you'll be doing a lot of activities with the boys in the summer. Probably those, uh, you know, 8 to 9 o'clock at night basketball games when the sun's still out. I actually love those, man. I get the music cranking. Yeah. And then, uh, you know play some basketball until it's uh, the wee hours, yeah. I'd say by next winter, you're going to have the copper fit sleeves on the knees. I'm never going to do that. 
because it's uh, a <laughs> bogus science that they're stealing money from old people. It's a, well, then an, you yeah. get a knee brace. Then you're gonna have something to lock yourself I, into place. Oh, you're gonna do it. The I don't want to do it. I don't want no compression sleeve. I'm gonna be at Orange Theory running up those hills. I so I was at Orange Theory last week before we went out of town. It was Thursday. This will make you laugh. So we're we're doing this. Basically, you progress through the run from base to push to all out at the end of the run, and then you go back to base, okay? And you control it. I'm not going to get into the details here, but you basically control how much uh, incrementally you're moving up on a one long run, right? So how much energy you have, you can gauge. You're like, oh, I'll bump it up 0.3 or 0.4, whatever, right? So I had a good week last week. Went four times, kicked ass there. Feeling good. And four times by Thursday, Thursday being the fourth. So that's every day. Basically. That's kicking ass. It is kicking ass. Kicking ass. I need to. I got to I gotta get these 20 pounds off me, man. I'm too fat. I'm a fat ass right now. And so I told myself, we got to get these pounds off the face. I got to get jowls pretty soon. I got to get it together and uh, be back to the male model you guys are used to. So the thing is, uh, so I'm running and I'm going, I'm going, I'm kicking ass, doing all this. And we're having a good, you know, I'm loving this workout. I'm feeling it, right? You get in the zone. You're really feeling it. And man, my calf goes, <laughs> it just locked up. My right calf was like, no, sir. We're running too fast. Holy Jesus. Exactly. What the f is that? Yeah. Yeah. So, but I was cooking. And this poor woman next to me, I scared the hell out of her because my calf locked up. I, I yelled out an F bomb. And I jumped and grabbed the two handles on the side of the treadmill because I had it going fast, and you got to get off the treadmill. And I, I don't want to go. I'm not going to go flying face first oh, into anything. Man. That's excellent security footage. So I jump on the side handles and lift my feet off the treadmill and lock my calf up, put my foot back, and put my other foot on the side rail. And <laughs> she, she jumps because it's loud, and she's like, "Are you okay?" I think she thought I was having a heart attack. No, I'm fine. Stupid calf just locked up on me. And uh yeah, anyhow, so I had to sit there, work out that work out that calf cramp. Did a trainer come help you? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, they were very alarmed. They bring the roller? No. Uh they told me a stretch to do. And and I and I decided that's it. I gotta I gotta, you know, so I I got off the treadmill. You didn't run on the treadmill with one leg? No. Hop, hop, Begrudgingly, hop, hop. begrudgingly. And then I yeah. I ended up, uh, I got after it on the rower after that, but I was just, damn it, man. That's still not easy with a bum calf. No, very frustrating, but, uh, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It, it, it happens. But that's because get I a like. compression sleeve. Well, <laughs> don't want to get a compression sleeve. It's also because I really like coffee. And I probably should slow my roll on all the coffee because I think that's, that's the culprit there. And, it, you know, I imbibe on the weekends. Sometimes on weekdays. What but if there was a coffee-flavored Mio that you could drip into the water? Be, wouldn't that be great? Would you do that? Yeah, I really do love the taste of coffee. A lot of people drink it to wake up. I mean, I think it serves dual purposes, but I uh, I love the taste of coffee. Abnormally so. Like, I love it. I like coffee-flavored ice cream. I like coffee in general. Coffee, you could... I like when they put coffee grains on it, like your steak or something. I love it. Coffee's good. And I'm not going to stop drinking it. So I've got to figure something out. Maybe walk around with an IV. Don't mind me. I'm not dying. It's just I, I got to hydrate, guys. I mean, we're pushing past our 
bass pace today. Today's push pace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Today we're getting after it. Just the big yeah. metal apparatus. I can't be in the middle of a run over here just seozing up. It was awful. It was the kind of calf cramp that fires up your leg oh, where you're yeah. like, you can see it. Where that's You'd be the, grossed out watching it. You're like, oh! Yep. That's the 3.30 a.m. cramp right there. You stretch your leg while you're having a bad dream, and you were dehydrated when you went to bed. And you're like, oh. And that dream is no more. The reality is the darkness of your room and the pain you and feel. And you're sitting straight up trying to grab your foot and pull it back. While, Come on, man. While also trying to not wake up oh, the yeah. wife. It's, you're like, yeah. how can I do this? I'm in writhing pain, but I'm going to try and keep it quiet enough here. We've all done, we've all done the sit straight up in the middle of the night. Woo! You're like, hey! It's hard to go back to sleep. And then when you do go back to sleep, you wake up and you're sore. Remember that? You wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, this is ridiculous. I don't know if this comes with age, but once in the last, this is very tough talk, once in the last year, I woke up screaming. I've never had that happen before <laughs> because of what was going on in the dream. I could hear it. Like, you know, you want to yell, but you can't. And then eventually, like, a mumble comes out, like, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a desperate, <laughs> please. Yeah, the fear of God in my wife. She goes, what's wrong? It's a bad dream. It's a terrible Made cramp. it out to the surface. I'm sorry. I didn't think it would make it there. I shouldn't say this. The universe will have it come back around on me. I don't think I've had a bad dream in, like, over a year. Oh. Well, I know, but, I, you know. I'll, You're I'll, about I'll, to have a dream I'll of tempt it. what Sean McVay's life is like right oh, now. Oh, the difficulty, the yacht, the wife, the money success and I just can't find a shirt tight enough Sean McVay's nightmare dad can you help <laughs> good work out of you sir thanks to everybody who listened we appreciate you very very much that is the truth enjoy the national championship game tonight I will be back with you tomorrow with the boys Simple headlines and normal week this week guys peace